Galaxy. Making technology human. How do we fight burnout in a productive workspace? This is transformative. Hello, welcome to Transformative, a coffee break podcast about transforming your workplace and making technology feel a little more human. Welcome back to my home office. I'm Sam Glover. Interviewing with me, as always, is Kaio Main. And in this series, we're talking about the productivity revolution, breaking down what is required to build a physical and digital workspace for a modern workforce. This week's episode, all about burnout. So listen to the episode as we talk about how automation can help solve workplace burnout. In a recent survey from Microsoft found that 38% of workers are exhausted and close to burnout. This week, we've gone international. We speak to a tech expert from San Francisco to find out if automation is the solution. Spoiler, it is. See, joining us around the table to discuss this is Radesh Radhakrishnan from Automation Anywhere and our own Kim Baxter, People Operations Manager here at Boxy. By the way, stick around to the end for an exciting insight about the relationship between people and bots in the workspace from Kim. I did not expect hearing it and I found it absolutely fascinating. And you can also find out more about the productivity revolution over on our website. So if you follow the link in the description, you'll find out more about how you can automate your workplace. But for now, Let's get to it and join our conversation with Raj and Kim. Let's go. Today, we've got two fabulous new guests joining us. We have Kim and Rajesh. And just give quick introductions. So Rajesh, where are you from? So Rajesh Radhakrishnan. I'm based in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I lead uh, digital transformation for automation anywhere. Uh, so responsible for their new emerging business units on intelligent automation and on front office. Excited to be here, guys. Excellent, excellent. And also joining us is uh, Kim from from, from yeah, Boxy. Yeah, thank you for having me as well. Um, so I am Boxy's People Operations Manager. So I kind of manage the day-to-day generalist HR function at Boxy, if you like. I'm a little bit more local. I um, live in Wakefield, so I'm quite local to our head office. Um, so yeah, that's 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 me. Excellent, fantastic. excellent. And we've got these two, and uh, me and Kai have got the, these two for two fantastic episodes. And we'll get straight into the to the first one. Kai, what's the topic today? Absolutely. So, episode five is all about how do we keep the digital workspace productive. One we've been looking forward to for a long time. I think it feels particularly topical at the moment just because uh, a lot of us are coming fresh off the back of uh, Mental Health Awareness Week. But it's about how do we keep the digital workplace productive? Um, so the, the first question with that, I'm going to kind of break down into a couple of parts. So you have to bear with me for a second. But the opening question we have is, are we more productive now that time isn't taken up in the office with things like hallway chats? or um, birthday cake breakouts? Or are we less productive because of the way we work in the moment and how much we're connecting with people virtually? So we're having um, death by teams chat or death by teams call. Is that taking up all of our time? And I guess fresh off the back of, again, Mental Health Awareness Week and 
the challenges that some people might be facing given lockdown easing and things opening up and people kind of rediscovering work in a way. Um, I guess the question is, what does kind of productivity mean to the workforce and to the business today? Um, that was kind of part one. Part two, I'm just going to back up that question with some context. So Microsoft recently published a report about digital intensity. Um, now, off the back of this survey, which of about 31,000 workers uh, globally, they released some stats around how people are using uh, Microsoft 365. So what they're finding is workers are spending on average two and a half more times in video calls this year than they were in 2020. Uh, we're sending 3 billion more emails per month than we were the same time last year. And things like the average virtual call is about 10 minutes longer than it was in 2010. And the impact of that, sadly, is that 54% uh, of the workforce reported feeling overwhelmed, 38% uh, reported feeling exhausted. So there's a lot happening at the moment, and people are thinking about work a lot. So I guess, given that context and circling back to that opening question, um, yeah, are we more productive now that we're working remotely, or does the way that we're working need to change? Now, Rajesh, I wonder if you wanted to kind of kick off the uh, your, kind of your thoughts with it based on some conversations you've been having recently. Yeah, absolutely, Kyle. So um, <clears throat> I think this Microsoft survey is really spot on. I can really attest that of those 3 billion emails, um, I get a billion of those additional <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're right about this. <laughs> Seriously, though, I think productivity is kind of interesting. I think uh, some aspects of our job have gotten more productive and some aspects of our job have become less productive. Mm -hmm. um, I do find that not having to take the commute to work and the commute back is uh, definitely a good thing. The fact that, uh, you know, I can take those 10 minutes in the middle of the day and check on, on things at home that uh, otherwise would not have gotten done. Mm -hmm. I think those kinds of things are definitely, you know, making us more productive. But the lack of, uh, you know, human connection is definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. I, I really miss my whiteboard. You know, I would get up in the middle of meetings all the time and start drawing on a whiteboard, just to explain a concept. And uh, there is no good answer in the digital world, unfortunately. And my PowerPoint skills are just not quite at the level at which my uh, whiteboard <laughs> skills are. So, so I feel like the productivity from that perspective, that some of that innovation that we would have seen otherwise, um, some of that has definitely been impacted. That human connection and human touch there are new team members that have joined during the course of the year that have not even met physically yet. Uh, and that makes it a little difficult. So um, I think we have become more productive in some aspects, uh, you know, just kind of balancing home and life and uh, doing certain things a little bit faster. Uh, but I think we're losing in terms of some of the innovation, the human touch, the human connectivity. And I'm really looking forward to the lockdowns ending. They're ending in some parts of the world, certainly. Uh, not everywhere, unfortunately. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say, I, I tend to agree with 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 Rajesh there. And I think that's a really, really not surprising results from that survey, I have to say. And bear in mind, I kind of, you know, with the nature of my role, interact mm -hmm. with people day in, day out and have done since the beginning of lockdown. Um, and it's interesting. I think that by by default, people have, generally speaking, become more productive in terms of time. So that 
Mm. what may have been a two and a half hour commute has is now kind of extinct and those hallway chats that should be five minutes but go on for half an hour or an hour are also kind of gone um but I, I also think the the kind of the counter to that is that sometimes that organic flow of conversation in the office reduces the need for that team's meeting to ask one question that then extends and, and, and goes on for longer than it than it should. So I think that we have all mm. studies point to that we have been more productive as a workforce. But lockdown is 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 coming to an end um in the UK. And I do I do think that we're going to see an, another change. We're going into another kind of transition period and I wonder what effect that will have on productivity given that during lockdown, people were not able to, you know, go and play tennis on an evening if that's what you, you do or go on a bike ride or whatever. Um, so I, I think mm-hmm. that I think that we're going to see another another change, actually. Um, and I think we need to be careful that that level of productivity where that we saw kind of spike is not necessarily sustainable either. And I think that we're seeing a lot of instances of, of burnout with people where they've just kind of every spare minute has been taken up working and that is now taking its toll. And people, have, those lines are very blurred between knowing when to stop and when to, and when to, uh, to start. Absolutely. Tim, Tim, I'm curious. Do you think it's a conspiracy that they've timed the end of lockdown with the start of summer vacations? <laughs> <laughs> Could well be. <laughs> although, although I have to say, in the UK, it, it, there's still a, a big question mark over, you know, over whether we actually can go on vacation or or not at this moment in time. Um, but actually, Rajesh, I think mm. in terms of annual leave, last year people were not taking annual leave, so therefore they had, you know, an extra Fine. two three weeks in work that they would have otherwise taken that's kind of rolled over to this year. And it's it's almost as though we have to encourage people to take time off now. And that's actually quite unhealthy. Mm. That's actually quite, quite dangerous. Um, so I think last year was abnormal, an abnormal year. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence with what happens next a little bit. So, to to chat to, to ask with the terms of like burnout, is there anything you it helped? Do you think things like so there are digital tools, things like bots and automation that can actually can actually help people maintain the same level of productivity and and remove the burnout factor? And like Rajesh, what you're, you're not, I can see you're nodding your head very enthusiastically. No, absolutely. I think uh, you know really what you want to do is to take the uh, bot out of the human. So humans can really be more human in some sense, right? I mean, uh, you know, bots can't do most things that humans can do, but bots can do some things that humans can do very, very well. And you don't want humans doing those things. When you have the same repetitive task, when you have to put in the same information in five systems, that's the kind of stuff that really grates on human beings and, you know, makes us feel, uh, you know, like we're not being successful, makes us feel like, we're wasting our time and not doing things efficiently. And that you want bots to take care of. So you want to fill in information once and the bot fills it into all systems automatically. 
If you need to get a piece of information, mm. it gets it automatically from multiple systems. If you've got a row of a thousand spreadsheet, you know, on a spreadsheet and you need to enter that into, you know, Salesforce or SAP, a bot does all that for you. But you need to make a decision, uh, or you have something more complex. Um, you know, that's something you want to give to the human being, and you say, "Let me give you all the data, and mm. uh, let me even maybe suggest a potential decision for you." But you need to make the call because that empathy factor that a human has at the end of the day, they're the ones who can make it. So ideally, you want to collate all the data and say, "This person should get a loan extension because of all these factors." But you leave the human to make that last final judgment based on empathy and say, is that right or is that not right? Let me take all the other factors into account. So I think, you know, once you organize it that way, hopefully humans feel a lot more productive. They're able to concentrate on what they do best. And bots are really able to take the mundane out of their job. Absolutely. Kim, I'm quite curious. Now, very recently, um, you and the people team at Boxy ran a fantastic series of activities uh, as part of Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, and a lot of them that I loved seeing in my diary were kind of talking times, you know, booking times, let's have a chat and sit down, have a coffee, you know, tell us tell us what's going on. Um, I'm quite curious, based on some of those conversations, obviously you won't be able to go into any specific details about people, but what did you get a sense of what the kind of tasks or parts of work at the moment might have been that kind of were affecting people or maybe edging people slightly closer to burnout? Was there was that kind of coming through in the conversations you were having? Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I wonder if if, you know, as a direct result of this of the spike in productivity last year, people's work um uh what's the uh the term has completely completely left me. Um the size of people workload, if you like, has kind of increased with that off the back of that. And therefore now people are finding themselves themselves in a situation where actually now they've got heaps of leave to take and they have they feel that they have too much work to take that leave or they have too much work to even attend these sessions that are there exactly for the re for that reason to try and remind people to take care of yourselves to take time to talk to other people and connect to people and there's never been more of a need for there's never been more of a of a human element needed in the management of people and where HR is concerned. So it's it is interesting that we're speaking to people we're speaking to people now and they're kind of feeling the effects of what are also seen as the benefits of of things that happened workwise last year um and those are coming into play now but definitely it always surprises me and i guess just again again the nature of my work i have the pleasure of speaking to people all day long every day but people who don't have that experience mm. that 20 minutes permission to take that time out of work to speak to another human being is really precious to them and so, yeah, I think the you know that connection piece comes back into into play there, definitely. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! And and Rajesh, is that something you're seeing more in the types of digital transformations that companies are looking for? You know, is is well being informing digital transformation at the moment for for companies, and is is that kind of why they're looking to, to automation? Yeah, I, I think it is very much, Kai. I think. Um, you know, employee satisfaction, employee engagement 
is becoming, uh, you know, a very, very big thing. It, I think it always was, but I think during this pandemic, it has become even more critical where, uh, you know, as Kim said, we've been imposing a lot on our teams. We're asking them to take on more and more burdens. Uh, you know, it's become more complicated to do certain kinds of work. And, you know, at the end of the day, humans are the ones that are, you know, uh, you know, stretching for that last mile and making it happen. So uh, I think, you know, this digital transformation of giving employee engagement and making sure that as employees engage with each other, with other systems, it's as simple as possible. So I think people are getting a little frustrated, uh, to be honest with you, you know, when they on one side have these consumer applications like a LinkedIn or a Facebook, which are so simple and easy to use, and then they turn into the workforce and they find these really complex applications they got to deal with and they don't understand how to make it work. And previously, what you could do is just kind of tap your colleague on the shoulder who is sitting next to you and say, hey, how does this work? And now it's so complicated, I got to call somebody on Teams or I got to reach out to someone else and I got to look like an idiot to say, I don't know how to put a leave application into Workday. What do I do? Right. So, so I think, you know, just having a simple interface, providing this engagement layer so that employees find it easy to navigate systems. I think it's going to go a very long way. And I think this is something that's here to stay because uh, especially as the newer generation comes into the workforce, their expectation of what they want to see is just very, very different out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. And I suppose like as a final thought for everyone on this is like, so if we had a, if we had a fully like automated or fully digital workspace, would that be uh, like a more more productive than a physical one, and would it be much better for everyone's mental health? Like, like Kim go first, so she's eager. Yeah, go for it. The question on everybody's lips, I guess, isn't it? Really, um, I I think potentially yes, um, and and there's no kind of you turning out of the the, situ- the kind of the, the new work situation that we're in. We've accelerated kind of 10 years in, in a year and um, companies are having to become more, more digit- digitally fluent, if you like. Um, however, I think that companies, companies need to get in front of um, communications, the communication strategy, their employee well-being and engagement, as Rajesh said, that's a major, major factor that I think will be the difference between whether um, workforce remains productive at this increased level or or they don't. Um, and then really kind of, I guess, really human empathetic leadership because it's never been more important to because I guess because we're all now working in our lot, a lot of us are now working in our homes. There's this again blurred line between work and, and personal life, and suddenly you 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 have to take you have to take note of people's personal circumstances and situations. And also, if you want to get the best from your teams and the most productivity and you know the, the most engagement, it's about understanding the motivations of individuals and what makes them tick, rather than. Um, a one-size-fits-all approach. And unfortunately, you don't have that luxury of being in the same physical room as your team. Your team, you know, geographically, they're they're everywhere. Um, So there's lots of different factors to to take into account. I think that 
when it comes to um, you know automation and 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 bots and how how they kind of come into play with within HR, I think they have their place. And if they can remove those kind of mundane, non non value adding tasks, if you like, then amazing because that gives HR professionals the the time that they need to really focus on getting the other pieces right that they might otherwise not do. And just on a final a final note there, um, relating back to mental health. So we recently automated. Um, so when somebody is, is off sick, we our system now automatically kicks out that self-certification um, form for people to fill out. It's no longer sent by a human. It's no longer sent by me or anybody in the team. And the feedback that we've had is that people feel more comfortable. Um, people feel more comfortable being honest about being absent from work through mental health for mental health reasons than they did should they have had to send that form back to a, a human being. So that's really interesting in right. that that enriches our our data for one. And I think it's just it's very interesting in that in in what role um in what role kind of you know digitization and bots play in the future of, of mental health. Who knows? Um but yeah so I shall, I shall, um, I shall pass on to Rajesh. Yeah, I just want to tee off uh, from what uh, you know, what Kim said. I think, uh, you know, you, you, we really want our HR professionals to be spending time with people, you know, providing that empathy, providing that support. So I'll just give you, a, you know, an example of uh, uh, what a non-digital interaction looks like and what a digital interaction looks like. Imagine that you have a new employee who joins, right? And uh, uh, let's think post-pandemic. If a new employee comes up to an HR professional and, you know, they need to add them to the system. And, you know, very often you don't have to add them to one system. You've got to add them to seven systems and you've got to request their laptop and you've got to get the security information. So you can imagine an HR person who is just kind of heads down after taking your information, your first name, your last name, your date of birth, whatever, putting it into seven different systems, not even talking to that new employee in some sense. What, the, what, a, what automation and what a bot can let you do is allows you to put that information in one place and then the bot goes off to the different systems, requests the laptop, requests the security badge, does everything. While the HR professional is really having the conversation you want them to have with this employee, which is to make sure they're ready to come back to work, ready to make sure that they are you know, they've got everything that they need. They feel comfortable. They've got a, you know, a buddy at work who's going to help them uh, on board. Uh, so, you know, that's really the motivation here. The motivation is to, you know, let people, um, whether it's HR, it's anybody on the front line. It's a salesperson. It's a customer success person. Really deal at a human level uh, because that's exactly what bots can't do. Kim, I do love your idea, though. Uh, I think I'm going to create the shrink bot. I think it's a line of business I need to go into because the people are going to be more comfortable, you know, telling uh, telling their stories to bots. You know, that that might be something to do. That sounds like that sounds like amazing. Um, we'll pick up this questions about uh, about bots and how they'll change the way we work uh, in the next episode. So, thank you very much, Rajesh, and thank you very much, Kim. Yes, Big thank you very much. So. 
that's all for today. And thank you again so much to Raj and Kim for joining us on the pod. And oh, you can check out boxy.com and you find out a bonus clip from the podcast or chat with Raj and Kim. We will rejoin them next time when we ask, will bots change the way we think about work? Want to learn more about the modern workforce? Go to boxy.com slash modern work to find out more or even book a consultation with one of our workforce specialists. And as always, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this BoxCast. Start your digital transformation today at boxy.com. Boxy, making technology human.